Welcome to the ICBC Roundtable Podcast, brought to you each time you push play. You're going to be listening to three guys you might just want to listen to. First off, author, educator, and ICBC senior pastor, Cody Hale. Next is ICBC worship and discipleship pastor, hailing from Chulapinny, Alabama, Andrew Nunnerly. And finally, our host and everyone's best friend, ICBC student and outreach pastor, John the Beard Blatton. Welcome back, everybody. My name is John. I'm here with our lead pastor, Cody Hill, and of Howdy. course, our discipleship and worship pastor, Andrew Nanelli. Hello. <laughs> so we are, this is episode, I, I guess this is episode one. One. This is episode one. So we had a soft lunch. Maybe week. you enjoyed our, uh, like our soft lunch, uh, double zero episode last week. And so we're going to come back to you again this week and talk about some more things that literally going on right now in our lives. So, um, I just think this can be a real encouragement for people in a dry season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Anyway, so, um, Andrew, our first question. So, in our podcast introduction, it says you hail from Chilafini. Will you just, like, just give us some clarification? Well, Chilafini actually means footlog. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> yeah. It's from the Creek Indians. They got drove out with a white man. It was kind of a weird situation. <laughs> anyway. Um, Log. It was because there was a gold mine there. I actually did a lot of reading on this recently. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so, so it's actually it's actually kind of a non-truth, but it's not completely untrue. Because, I mean, I am... So it's a half-truth. It's a half-truth. Untruth. Non-truth. Would that be a lot still? No. I, I'm from Chulafini Baptist Church. Okay. And so I spent a lot of time in Chulafini. I didn't actually live in Chulafini. I, I grew up in a suburb of Chulafini called Abel. Abel's so Chulafini would have been like the high society crowd. Yeah, we're kind of like on the um, other side. <laughs> so, it's, so Chulafini is the Abel what Chocolock is to Rabbit Town. Yeah, or maybe the other way around. So No, we are definitely not the No, 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 you're, you're right, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, but it may be more of like a parallel universe kind of thing. Um, but what's what's difficult about the situation is like growing up... Multiverse? Like, yeah, multiverse. <laughs> Um, but so like growing up, like I went to Cleveland County high school. Um, but I was, that's like 20, 25 minutes from my house. Like, and so it was how fast you drive. Yeah. Depending on how fast you drive down 13. Um, but how long did it take you to get there when you were pulling the skateboard behind your team? <laughs> <laughs> that was only a mile away from the, the oh, okay. school and we only made it about 80 feet okay. before he ate the concrete. <laughs> Um, but so, but what's crazy is like you went to Cleveland County High School, said I was from Abel, but from Chulafini, and yet I referred to it as Heflin sometimes. So Heflin High School, you heard that Cleveland County High School, Heflin High School. But my driver's license said Delta, and the closest school to me was actually Oxford, and so it was this weird, like weird, like multi-vert. People didn't know where I was from. I mean, it, it's it's a serious situation. Like, and we still there, don't. There will be a documentary uh, about the situation like, I'm of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just so, you know, Abel, Silver, Chulapini. Shimbon Valley, you have to work Shimbon Valley in there somewhere, too. How you know they've reopened the store, the Shimbon store? Really? They have. Sell ice cream. Huh. huh. Recently? Recently. I drove by there last week. That's the why it's about that. Yeah. Yes. So could you maybe walk us through, I mean, just a bit of a clarification. At a particular traffic stop a number of years ago, 
I remember a police officer asking you about the last name Nunnally, and you were related to a doctor Nunnally. And at that time, you kind of enlightened him and, and yeah, those of us so, in the vehicle that there are many different ways to spell Nunnally. And I, so, absolutely. I mean, obviously, being from Abel, Delta, um, you, you, I was not kin to Dr. Nunnally from Florida that, <laughs> that I was aware of. So I made sure that he understood that, I mean, you can spell it. N-U-N-N-E-L-L-E-Y. So I tell people that's that's like the long... If you can put every letter possible that makes sense into the name, that's how you spell my last name. So if you think you've got enough N's, probably add one more and you're close. Um, but you can spell it. E-L-L-Y, E-L-L-E-Y, A-L-L-Y, A-L-Y, N-U-N-N-E-L-Y, N-U-N-N-E-L-L-Y, P-H-N-U-N-N-E-L-L-Y with a silent P-H. I mean, there's a lot Andrew of ways. Andrew get really weird really fast. <laughs> See him try to worm his way out of a ticket. Oh, yeah. yeah he asked fine. this guy where you could buy shrimp at like <laughs> 10 o'clock at night on the Florida... Well, we were having a good conversation. I felt like... It I was mean, one-sided. It was one-sided, but hey, did he not have a conversation? Did he not seem interested and want to talk to somebody? He was lonely. <laughs> he was absolutely lonely. You know what? That's a great segue to talking about loneliness. That's right. Yes. That's what yes. I was doing. Uh, so, I mean, and that was our next question. So, Andrew, thank you so much for absolutely. giving us clarification on, really, I still don't know where you live uh, or okay. lived or grew up. No, I'm from Oxford now. Oh, Oxford. There you go. Oh, and you can tell. Oh, yeah. yeah. See the hair? No. That's when he started wearing the flat bill hats and drinking the high uppity coffee. Yes. Yes. Um, Rotate. But yeah, so that is that's that's our next and last question. So there's a lot of things going on right now. I mean, there's, um, I don't really know, like the most the, the the emotions behind it because there's there's a yet again you posted something this morning about the roller coaster. I mean, it literally is an an emotional roller coaster of emotions that we're going through. I mean, every so a church, if you're watching this. We have made plans and plans and plans and plans, and then only to find out less than 24 hours later that those plans have been canceled or those plans need to be canceled. Or it's happened so many times, it, and it's yeah. it's Deflated. it's yeah. frustrating. I mean, it's so frustrating, and, and like, you, like I just got mad. Like I just like this. I mean, like you know, God, what are you? We're, we're trying to get people to meet. We're trying to figure out some way to to uh, be with our congregation without. You know, physically endangering, endangering them. them, and so like it's 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 tough. Like the only thing right now that's um, kind of still in motion is the the drive by egg hunt that may or may not happen by the time Saturday rolls around because of something else that happened. So, yeah. um, so Cody, let's just start with you. Like emotions. Like how how are you dealing with your emotional health right now in the COVID nineteen? Yeah, uh, I would confess to you, first of all, that personally, I don't know that I've dealt with it all that well. Um, I, I think there have been times in which I have, um, but I think there have been uh, a lot of others. I think it's been a mixture for me of anger and worry uh, a lot of the time. And so that's what I was thinking, you know, because I knew what we were going to be talking about, that me giving advice on emotional health feels like a sumo wrestler giving advice on a diet plan. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really... Feel like I've got it. That's a good analogy. <laughs> hammered out here, um, <laughs> but I, you know I think for what I what I've discovered in the counsel that I typically give is really twofold. Uh, when you're struggling with emotional health, I think first of all, and I think there's biblical precedent for this, is to care for yourself physically. Um, so you have Elijah 
in First Kings eighteen and nineteen. First Kings eighteen, Elijah has this great triumphant moment where there's eight hundred and fifty false prophets, and he calls down fire from heaven, and he sees the the false prophet the false prophets destroyed, and he sees the God of Israel vindicated, and it's this this spiritual and emotional high, probably unlike anything that, that the three of us have ever experienced, certainly. And then immediately after that, the king's wife Jezebel um, puts a bounty on his head, and this great man of God that just witnessed this great victory goes and, and lays under a tree and asks God to kill him. Hmm. Um, and it's 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 so uh, it, it's so quickly and it's it's jarring to to read the story. But what's interesting is the way that God ministers to him. That before God speaks to him and before God restores him, that God sends the angel that ministers to him and, and tells him to rest and tells him to eat um, and tells him to, to get his feet back under him. And we, the way that the Lord built us is that we are comprehensive, integrated people. That the, my body affects my mind. My mind affects my spiritual uh, alertness. And I know that I'm not able to make rational, wise, prudent decisions when my blood sugar's down, my rest is off, when, when I'm not cared for. I'm, I, I'm, my attitude, my perspective, nothing is right. And I think it's especially important during times like this when, when you're isolated, when you're, when you're locked, locked away, it seems like, to care for yourself physically, to, to get exercise, to get outside and feel the sun on your face, to, to eat well, to to sleep well, to, to be to maintain those disciplines that perhaps we're better at maintaining when there's some structure in our lives that maybe a job would bring. And I, I think that kind of helps to clarify um, and prepare you so that you can be so that you can be ministered to more effectively spiritually. Yeah. And I think the, the other side of that, so, so on, one, on one hand, what I would encourage people to do would be to really care for themselves physically. The other side would be to fill their minds with God. Yeah. To fill their minds with God. Uh, I, think, I think most techniques now that deal with emotional help call for us to turn inward and call for us to, to find strength inside of ourselves and tranquility inside of ourselves and calm inside of ourselves and I think it's a futile effort because the more inward I turn, the more miserable I am. The more weakness I find, the more wickedness I find, the more the more selfishness I find. And so I think that the gospel answer is to do what Paul calls for us in, in Philippians 4. Whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is kind, whatever is wonderful about God, whatever promises that he has given to us, whatever attributes about him that fill us with wonder, to fill our minds with those things so that we can be reminded there is one that is far greater than us that is in control of these things. And he is working these things together for our good. Um, you know, this morning I, I posted that if, if the Lord provided for us his son to overcome our insurmountable debt of sin, then we can trust him for our daily bread. We can trust that he's going to provide. And so I think it's constantly recalibrating our hearts and resetting our hearts with those gospel promises and that gospel reality. Yeah, I, I know as far as for me, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fear. Um, like you, try to, you try to walk away from it. Like you try to, uh, yeah, I'm good. You know, 
I'm prepared physically. You know, I, I know as far as I know, you have mentioned this in the the in sermons before of, of how I'm like a um, conspiracy theorist, and I'm not really like, but I, I always love a good story. Like I just I love a good. Just out. You like to play the part of a conspiracy like, theorist. Like, do we? Re- yes, exactly. Like, do we really go to the moon? Yes, we went to the moon, but people think we didn't. Anyway, so uh, that's a whole other podcast, right? Um, that's the next one. That's the next one. But no, so uh, I, to be, you know, honest with you, like that fear just creeps back in each and every time, each and every discussion that we have of COVID nineteen or another person that we know. Uh, you know, celebrity or something like that, you know, has passed away due to complications of, of COVID-19. And, and it's just like all those fears just come rushing back in. And so I constantly have to remind myself of Second Timothy one seven, like for God gave us a spirit, not a fear, but a power and love and self-control. And so mm-hmm. God is calling us right now. I posted something this morning for our students, a video of just the word, somebody saying God. And then all of a sudden, all these different things just start popping up, popping up and, and just like, overwhelming us uh, fear and uh, things you have to do and social media and all this stuff and then all of a sudden it just went away Mm -hmm. and it was just God Mm -hmm. and so like that that is constantly what I find myself doing each and every time all these fears all these worries all these things just they just they they explode and then I just have to stop that's right and just remind myself you know God God is in control we put God on our level so many times where we we think we know better than God, right? We we think we have better plans than God. And, like, I talked about it. Um, I'm going to talk about it tonight in uh, message to the students. I mean, like, it, it's, you know, we, we make plans. We make plans for, for prom, for senior pictures, for senior graduations, and all this other stuff. And you think nothing's going to happen that can change that. And this event right here has changed Put us in our place. Everything, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, who knows when this thing is going to be over. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm praying for the, the people in our, our congregation right now who are calling us and who are texting us and say, hey, look, I just, I just got furloughed until, you know, yeah. the end of April or, uh, you know, I, all this other stuff. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's constant worry. And I think as Christians, we have to constantly, as you said, not look for advice and guidance from our own self, but but from God. Mm-hmm. And that's only found in the Scripture. So, I mean, you know, Andrew? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely stressful. I mean, it is absolutely stressful. And I got an email actually yesterday um, from, um, I don't know it was from, AFC, uh, American Family Care. I thought that was, and it really was good. I was talking about four different things that you can do to handle the stress. And I'm just going to read what they, they wrote. So shout out to AFC, um, our unofficial sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. They can uh, send us a check if they like. Yeah, absolutely. I'd totally take that. Uh, but they, they said a, a few things I thought were really good. It kind of, a lot of it touched exactly on what you were talked about. Uh, one big thing they put as number one was set a time limit for media consumption. Yeah. And so I've, I have found that and, and, if you dare look at your phones right now and check out your screen time, like compared to what it was a month ago, like it's going to scare you. And so even more so than that, um, you know, so what they're saying, you know, something they brought up that I thought was good. You know, we want to stay up to date. We want to keep up with the current events, but you know, we don't want to get overloaded either. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we put specific times in our day uh, that we watch the news and we keep up with that. But the other times let's push it back. Let's turn it off. 
Um, because if you sit there and watch the news feed all day long. That's a 24-hour news cycle I mean, it of bad is. news. <clears throat> I mean, it, it is. T- yeah. So it's very, that's stressful. That's overwhelming. Yep. Second thing they talked about, and you brought this up, was taking care of your body. Um, you know, keeping that routine, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, trying to make healthy choices. Um, you know, what you what you eat, what you drink. Um, the hard part, you know, for a lot of this is, on the mentally side of it is, and I think um, either you shared something about this, or I think it may have been during in the post you sent yesterday or the day before. Um, but but for those people who have dealt with addictions in the past, um, this is an extremely vulnerable time for right, them. Yeah. Uh, whether that be food, or mental, or me- mental, with mental health, yeah, you know, or like mental if you health, struggle with mental absolutely. health anyway, this is just going to exacerbate that because you're you're you feel alone, yeah. and that may be the trigger that gets you to maybe you had an issue with alcohol, maybe you had an issue with eating or, or pornography or something that, you know, anything that's, that's kind of try to fill that gap that Christ should be filling. Uh, this is the time where that's going to, you're going to be attacked. Right. And so you've got to, you know, guard yourself against that. And well, we, we all know that both whether, you know, I, I don't think depression, anxiety or sin, but, so, so, but, but when you struggle right. with those types of things anyway, and then mm-hmm. sin to both of those things right. thrive in isolation. Yeah. Right. And we're being called to isolation. Yeah. Just trying to keep a regular schedule. Yeah. And that, that's the thing yeah. that I've tried to do, you know, like on Fridays, I was able to keep my kids and that's what we did exactly what we would do on a normal Friday. And, you know, at that point, Tasha was still working. She went to work. I got up. We did went through the exact daycare schedule routine all the way to a tee. And we made it to about 3.30 before things went crazy, which I, I thought was a win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, staying connected to loved ones and you know, keeping keeping connected on that. I, I sent out our, a, a message to our, um, our group because, I mean, right now it's – it's not always the best idea to go visit your grandparents or great aunts and uncles and people that they need to be separated. But at the same time, you need to be checking on them and keeping up with them. And the last one was getting accurate information. Wow. There there is so much stuff that gets shared and gets brought up that's not accurate. And that just creates that cycle, man. And it's, uh, it's dangerous. And so, you know, checking with CDC, you know, um, what there's, you know, the government, the, the state, state sites, what's your church. I mean, I feel like you can trust us. We're not going to post anything or say anything that we haven't vetted out through multiple sources. Uh, and I can say that pretty confidently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are some things that we, you know, that we can do to, to help alleviate the stress, to keep, keep the routine for me is the biggest thing. Like, if I don't have that routine, like, it's just it's crazy. It's craziness. Oh, I'm a creature of habit. It's time. craziness. And I, I think I think too for the Christian, whatever the news says, whatever the days ahead hold, we really don't know. But whatever that is, whatever that looks like, we know that there is one far greater that is in control of it all. Yeah. We we know that there is one that is far greater that is advancing His glory, that is accomplishing our good. And, and, and so whatever we're facing, whatever we read, whatever we watch, whatever may come, whatever may not come, the, the Christian steps back, has the ability always to step back. And it's like Paul says, we grieve, but we don't grieve like the world grieves. This is a time of sorrow. This is a time of weeping. This is a, but when people lose their job, that pain is, is real and it's valid and it's true. But we don't grieve like the world grieves. Yeah. We grieve as people with hope. And knowing that all of these things are working out in a painful providence that is going to ultimately be for our good and for His glory. And I think, again, I think those are the truths that we have to continue to preach to ourselves, that it's easy to, to even if you know it, not to feel it, yeah. uh, and to continue to remind yourselves of those things. Yeah.
That's good. <clears throat> um, anything off the cuff that you guys want to add before we close? Your beard's holding up well. Thanks. I mean, um, everything else, not really so much. Uh, but it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elaborate. I, I was kind of curious. Like, you got an arm going out. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying in general. He turned red. Uh, I'm just saying in general. Um, I blew. I uh, used a blow dryer on mine for the first time. I told you morning. about that yesterday. How did that work? You like it? I don't know. That's why he can't. Doesn't have time to fix his hair. No, he's. He's. I, I guess one or the other. I told you. You got you to blow dry up, and then you blow dry down, and it gets everything. Just. I don't know, man. I think I'm about done with it. You know the CDC no. recommends shaving beards. So I'm like, not shaving my beard. I don't care. Just let me die. Well, I mean, if stuff. COVID's living in it, you probably want to. Well, die. if I if I do die, I don't want to die without a beard. You know what I'm saying? So if we have you seen this face we, we in a while? I have. It's ugly, isn't it? There's a lot of, lot of scars. From I've seen worse. Me being stupid yeah. when I was young. Not that bad. Yeah. yeah, a lot of scars I got to hold up. So anyway, so uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just go with a beard. And I think you should braid it for the next one. You're not know, gonna braid it right now. I mean, live. I think that's gonna push us over our time. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. We got nine, like three, four minutes. Oh, we're good. I want to see that. You want to see right no, now? I want to see that. Bet. I don't know. I can braid his back hair. <laughs> that's so pretty impressive. Is that an N U N N E L E Y? Different. Not but not blood related. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank y'all all so much for joining us. Um, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Until then. Listen in. Hot five.